Hey, hey, everybody. How's everyone out there doing? Um, my name is again is Danielle Harris Branch, and I'm just here with you tonight to share a small word of what God has shared with me. It's so good to see so many of you here. Um, I pray that God is blessing you. I miss you. I love you. Um, but we're going to dive into God's word tonight. Um, if you have something to share, make sure you type it up. You know, we learn from each other in this environment. And um, this evening, my topic will be soul alignment. Father God, I thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us to this point of awareness, God. Thank you for all that you have done to bump us back into alignment with you, God. Lord, I admit that I don't know anything. And Lord, if you don't come in and make sense out of all of the things that you have poured into me, God, is null and void. If this word does not meet the need, God, so I invite you into this Bible study, God, to have your way to move on each heart, God. Heal, deliver, set free, save, do whatever you feel like doing, God, because I understand that it's your work that does your word that does the work, God. Every need that is present on this live, God, we ask that you infuse them with answers, solutions, God, and let them walk away away with a miracle. Let everyone walk away with a deeper understanding of you, a deeper understanding of your love and your grace and your mercy, God, and help us, God, to walk in alignment with you and your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're going to jump right in, guys. We're, we're in this new year. We're in 21. I know for some of you, it seems like 2020 crossed over into your 21, but we're going to declare tonight that this is a year of victory. And according to our theme, it's armed, aligned, ready, moving, effective, and disciplined. And those are characteristics of grown folk, grown folk. So we, we know enough about God to know that he is sovereign in, in, in all of that he does. We know enough about God that he loves us through every situation. We know enough about God that we know that his word is true. We know enough about God that we are more than conquer, conquerors. We know enough about God that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So it's some things that we know about God through experience, through our past through our present that he's with us and that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So then we can act accordingly, according to what we know about God. So let's talk about this soul alignment. So what is alignment? I'm going to start with the A. It's a position of agreement or alliance, a position of agreement or alignment or alliance. Alignment our alignment is opportunities that lead to gifting as well. The word resonated in my heart last the last quarter of 2020. And, you know, I was just thinking in my personal life, you know, you have to come in alignment with what God has for you. Yes, you can watch other people's lives, but until you or me, us, come into harmony with the design for our lives, we are all, we're going to continuously be miserable, lost, complacent, and left out. 
just because we refuse to accept the design for God's life. And it's just coming into alignment. God, I'm going to agree with your design for my life. I'm going to agree with who you made me to be. I'm going to agree that you created me in greatness. I'm going to agree that you created me to be a miracle worker. I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree. And if you know God, if you know God has an original game plan for your life, I need you to type in the chat, game on. If you know that God has an original game plan for your life, I need you to type in the chat, game on, game on. It took me all these years to get to this point where I am done fighting God. I am ready to align with him. I'm ready to align with his word and his plan is in my DNA. When you understand God, he does not create anything without purpose. So God, all I need to do is come and align with that purpose for my life. So when I think about alignment, I think about a GPS system, or in my case, I want to use the word ways. Now, I love me some ways. Anybody have that app on their phone, ways on your phone, where it's a directional it's a directional app which shows you how to get to your destination. So I love Waze, but mostly I love Waze because it alerts me of hazards. It alerts me of traffic. It alerts me of road closures. It alerts me of accidents. And most importantly, it alerts me when the cops are near. And sometimes we don't mean to disobey the laws of the land, but our foot get a little heavy and we need that extra alert to say policemen ahead. So in our, in, in, when we look at this thing, the only thing that it doesn't tell you, which you still have to be careful of, is if there's a policeman behind you. But isn't that kind of like God? We don't need our, you know, he's, he's dealing with our future now. Where are you going? Here are the hazards ahead. When we come and align me with God, he can tell us, oh, no, baby, that's a hazard. You don't want to go that way. Oh, that way is too crowded. The way of the world is too crowded. It's too much traffic over there. Oh, no, there's a dead end ahead of you. Or there's an accident that's going to delay you too long to get to your destiny. So when we think about that Waze system, I want us to think about that Waze as being God's GPS system in our life. Jesus is our tour guide. He is the one that's going to get us to that destination. Now, you can keep trying on your own and keep trying on your own, but you're always going to keep detouring. And how do I tune in and find my gifting and calling? You need to be, there is a big difference between our giftings and our callings. Now, there's a big, big, big difference. Some people get them intermingled and tangled up. But I heard Jeremy Foster put it like this. Giftings are developed through practice. Our callings are developed through prayer. And if we are not careful, we will sell our gift to the highest bidder and prostitute our calling to anyone who honors our gift. So when I want you to think tonight, have I been prostituting my calling trying to practice my gift or sell my gift? See, God is way, he gives us these things to get us to a destination, but we get hung up in the actual gifting. But the gifting is to allow your calling to come alive. 
So we definitely do not want to be prostituting that calling, but staying on, staying in ways will help us to develop our giftings and our calling. Alignment enables us to be a part of a flow. When you're in line with something, um, things just start to flow. I think there's a verse in the scripture that says the oil for, for um, how the oil for, how the oil flows down. From the beard down to the skirt. I mean, it's God. He's a God of order. He is a God of order. So everything that God, you know, puts in our in our lives and in our way, it's a part of our destiny. Miles Monroe says it like this. You ever have you ever been in a funeral um, procession and you've seen the cops actually clear the way so that people can effortlessly get to the to the burial ground and. I heard Miles Monroe say this, a car can give you the power you want to get anywhere, but it's your alignment with the power, which in this case will be the police officer that opens the door that you can't open yourself. In short, alignment opens up your life for favor. So then you may ask, Danielle, how, how do I come in alignment with this alignment? Communication is how we come into alignment. Prayer, through prayer, we communicate with the navigator, which is Jesus Christ. Even when we don't get what we want, we still need to communicate with our navigator, which is Jesus Christ. God answers knee mail, not just email, knee mail. When you get on your knees and you pray before Jesus Christ, there's going to be an answer. There is going to be an answer. And what what I want you to also understand is what we leave in prayer is just as important as what we gain in prayer. So there should be an exchange when we go into prayer. We should come out of prayer a little bit lighter, even if nothing changes. See, the thing about God is God will change you. And sometimes the situation doesn't change. But when we change, we change everything without anything changing. When we change, we change everything without anything changing. And that's what prayer does. That's what Nemail does. When we leave in prayer, we got to leave something in prayer. We should, we should actually be open enough to tell God anything. God, this is me. This is wrong. This is right. God, give me some correction. God, put me and align me with you in alignment with you. When we wake up in the morning, we should say, God, where do you want to go, want me to go? What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to talk to? That's a part of being in alignment with God. Yes, we have our own desires and stuff, but it's something about God where he, uh, it's something about him that you can have a desire. And if you stay in God long enough, even when he doesn't give you what you want, he has a way of all of a sudden changing your desire to be his desire. And all of a sudden you're in love with God's answer. I can remember when I wanted a child so bad. I was like, I got to have a kid. That's what every wife does. But, but I didn't have a kid. It never, I didn't know until after I got married that, you know, that wasn't possible, not for me, but it wasn't possible for us. But it was one day where 
things were really bad. And the thought came back to me, that's why you don't have a child. And I, and I immediately stopped while I was going up a ramp. And I said, God, thank you for not giving me what I wanted. Because what I wanted would have ended up being more than I can bear. So that's what alignment would do in your life. There are some things in your life where you're angry. Some of you out here, this may be your first time actually encountering a Bible study, but some things you're angry about. You don't understand why you maybe was raped. I'm not saying that God caused all these things, but you don't know why you had to be adopted. You don't understand why you wasn't accepted in school. You don't understand why you were bullied. You don't understand why you were set aside. But I promise you, one day, everything that you went through is going to come in alignment. And my God, you won't know yourself after you come and bring that stuff. When you stop fighting God and just say, God, it's a part of my destiny. And there's nothing that you won't allow in my life that is not out of love and that you can't turn around to make for my good. So we gotta come into that communication, that intertwining of our wills, the intertwining of our ways, the intertwining of just agreeing with God. So prayer becomes our navigator. So um, what we do is <clears throat> we want to waste time. So what we do is we waste time, we waste energy, we waste gifting, trying to figure things out on our own. And I'm going to tell you this real funny story. I remember when I was younger, I had to be maybe in my 20s, maybe younger, but we were in Florida. It was Tian, Denise and myself, and we were in Florida and we were looking for our hotel. And we kept going around and around. That was before they had the navigation systems in the car. And we were like, where is this hotel? I think it was two hours later that we had been going in, in circles. Come to find out one of them stoplights we looked up. We had been going in circles the whole time. And the hotel was sitting right there. Don't you dare call us dummies. But we were just sitting there going in circles when the hotel was sitting right there. And sometimes that's what we do. We do that. You know, we're, we're, we're in this, we're, we're in a panic trying to find things because we're out of alignment. And anything outside of God, is you're not going to really find that fulfillment that you really think that you're looking and you need. And okay, so let's, let's, let's think about this in another way. Um... Sometimes things that are allowed in our life, they're not pleasant. They are not pleasant. Things don't always happen the way we think they should. So I remember in 2019, I was paying insurance, um, I mean, closer to $1,000 a month. And I was just like, I'm not doing this no more. So I decided to actually... Let, let my insurance go because I don't I had never been in the hospital. I had I think I had spent the night one time in the hospital and that was scheduled. So I wasn't even worried about my health as the same month that it lapsed was the same month that I ended up with Stephen Johnson syndrome in the hospital for over two and a half weeks. And I'm laying in the bed and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what is this going to look like? 
And I said, you know, no, somebody's going to pay me. But in the end, had I had insurance, I would have had a hefty copay. But in my situation, the entire bill was paid in full. Now, that's something that was crazy, but it was it had to be in line with God. And the thing about being in line with God is God wants to do something in you and he wants to do something in other people. He just wants you to get to the right place at the right time. So we need to have, we, we, we have to get to this place where we have natural reaction to adverse situations in our lives. Or either we'll keep missing opportunities and the traffic and, the, and all of these things that happen in our life. We love the promise, but we don't like the process. We want all of God's promises, but I promise you, to every promise, there's a process. And it may not be good, but though he study me, yet will I trust him. The process is a testing place. It's a place to see what you're made of and what you believe. So we love the promises, but we have to look forward to the process. It's, you know, and I, I was thinking about this, you know, where, wherever there's a miracle, there's a problem. And I remember I, I, I just finished writing a book and God revealed to me while I was writing the book, he started revealing certain things to me. So it ended up being a real healing situation. So I got to the part where Delmar, he had, he, he, they called me one night and said that he has to have emergency brain surgery. If he doesn't have it, he's going to be a vegetable and he could possibly die. So we need a decision right away. And while I was writing that part in the book, God just, his revelation fell in my heart so thick. It was just like an audible voice. And it said, maybe I, and let me tell you the end first. Well, anyway, we ended up coming to this floor and praying for Delmar, but we ended up praying for that whole entire floor. And what happened was every single person in that ICU unit, ICU unit ended up on a main floor which meant that they received some type of healing. And while I was writing that part and God was just revelating me saying, maybe I had Delmar there because those other people in the ICU unit didn't have anybody to pray for them. So I put somebody that I know could be, their life could be an intercessor for the whole floor to actually encounter a miracle. And some of you think that you're going through for nothing, but nothing you go through is for naught. God uses that situation to bring about a miracle. So let me tell you a quick story that I just learned on this week. There was a man and his wife and they were coming back from something. But anyway, the wife ended up having a headache. So the wife said, you know, honey, I need some coffee. So they pulled off on the side of the road and the wife got her coffee. Well, when they came out, they, were, they proceeded to their path. But on their way to get back on, they, they passed this big truck and a man sitting in there dazed. And they saw a car that was flattened from the tractor trailer, 18 wheeler running over it. And God kept telling the man to stop. Stop, stop. So the man got out the car and they went to check, no pulse. 
Somebody else came. No pulse. The police came. There was no pulse. And God kept telling this man to pray for that man and pray that he has no internal problems, that he is completely healed. So the man was like, this is dumb. We all know that he is dead. He's in a car that's flat and he's dead. And God said, pray for that man and pray that he has no internal issues. No internal issues. So eventually when the EMT came and that was the fourth person that came by and announced the man dead, the man gave up and surrendered to God. He came into alignment with God and he started to pray. The man ended up praying for an hour and a half. And then he started singing. What a friend we have in Jesus. He started singing that song. And when he said, when he got to all our sins and griefs to bear, the man, the dead man started finishing the man's song. So I said all that to say, the man eventually went to the hospital. So an hour and a half, a man is dead. An hour and a half, he's dead. This man wakes up, starts to finish the man's hymn. When he gets to the hospital, they ask him about his injuries and everything. This man, when they went to test him, they said, we don't understand how this man could have endured a crushed car, flattened car and not have any internal injuries. So this man got in alignment with God. First of all, the coffee was even a part of the alignment. So some of us, we don't know what we're participating in. We think that we're just going through for us, but we're going through to be a miracle. So this is the real meat of it. They were supposed to be the car that got smashed. But because they pulled off the road and came in alignment with a headache, they ended up being intercessors for the man that was ran over. So perhaps the man didn't have anybody else to intercede for him. And God actually ordered their steps to be intercessors for the man that was dead. But to pray somebody back to life and then not have any internal injuries, that's called alignment with God. So what? I had cancer. I had double cancer. But that opportunity allowed me to witness through Facebook to a woman that had the same thing going on. Tell my church family to pray for her. And what happens? She ends up experiencing the same miracle. No chemo, no radiation, no pills. And by the way, she's still healed. So when we come in alignment and we stop the pity parties and feeling sad about ourselves, and say, God, I'm going through this. But God, what are you trying to get out of this? What miracle is almost like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Why, why am I going to I'm going to get excited about going through? Because God, I know you won't leave me or forsake me and I'm in line for a miracle. So what you, whatever you're going through right now, I want you to just say, I changed my mind, God. I changed my mind. You chose me. Do you know how hard it was for God to get you to the point where he could take you through and pull you through? That's the God that we serve. So just think about whatever you whatever you're counting yourself out as I want you to look at it as an addition and a multiplication because God is going to bring many miracles yes they didn't your parents didn't want you as a kid 
doesn't matter because you're going to be the one that go out and save people that don't feel, that don't feel loved, that feel abandoned. See, until you go through it, until you can associate with the pain, with the hopelessness of it, you can't really be the answer. But when God allows you, allows you, now I know some of you have went through something. You don't know, you didn't know what was going on, but you end up witnessing to somebody in the situation. You ended up doing something or something miraculous happened and you might have almost overlooked it, but it was still a miracle in disguise because you were in alignment with God during that time. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. So what you're going through is changing you and beginning a miracle in someone else. Miracles, miracles, miracles. Yes, like I said, we love the promise, but we don't like the process. And let's look in the Bible. Abraham had to come in alignment with God and leave home. Joseph came in alignment with God when he had to go to the pit to Potiphar, to prison, to the palace. His brothers thought he was throwing them away, but Joseph was a part of a divine plan. So we can't even say that he was done in injustice because the pit served a purpose, the prison served a purpose, Potiphar served a purpose, and then at the palace, he ended up saving the people of Israel. Because he was thrown into a pit. That's alignment. Moses was called to lead a stubborn people and to stand up to Pharaoh who made their work almost unbearable. But had he not came into alignment, we would have never saw the miracle of the Red Sea parting. Deborah had to come in alignment with her beauty. She got a little sidetracked. But God can use anything if you are in alignment with him. Now we got to come to the big man. Jesus Christ went to the cross after sweating light drops of blood. Did he like the process? Sweating light drops of blood does not signify that he loved the process. But he said, not my will, but thy will be done. So he went to the cross to bring us into alignment and cancel every excuse in our lives and guarantee us for victory. Alignment doesn't mean It will always feel good, but by now we should know who we are serving. He's a God of love. Even our accidents are a part of your alignment. Anybody ever said, I don't know how I got here. I don't know why I did this. And you've been in the grocery store. You didn't know why you got in that line. And something miraculous happens because you are a miracle carrier. You birth miracles when you come in alignment with God. So who do we need to come in alignment with? We need to come in alignment with God. We need to come in alignment with our pastors, those that God left as shepherds over our souls. We need to come in alignment with our purpose, our giftings and callings. And we need to come in alignment with each other. We need to be on one accord. Jesus is the tour guide. How do I tune into my purpose? How do we come in alignment with our destiny and miracles? Prayer. Just like we Tag that address in before we start to drive. We need to tag in that thing in the morning time. We need to get in touch with God early, early. God, what is my GPS for today? What is my GPS for today? The problem is we would rather program when we get lost instead of programming when we have the power to put in the address. Have you ever tried to program your ways while you're driving? 
Sometimes the signal doesn't even pick up. You can't even get through on the internet. But if you start with your alignment with God, then God can move and he can direct your path. And every day can be a day of profit. Our lives are on a time clock. We can no longer afford to be lost. And being one street over is still lost. Being in the vicinity of your destiny is still lost. Now, I know all of you have experienced that GPS saying you have reached your destiny and you're in the middle of the street and you don't see where where am I supposed to be? Where am I supposed to go? You don't even see it has dropped you off in the middle of the street. And sometimes that's what we do. Instead of actually being exact with our address, we're in the vicinity of everything we need. We're in the vicinity. We can feel it. Oh, I know that landmark, but we can't find it. And we're losing time being lost without the GPS. And right now I am out of time right now. But I want you to trust that God, trust the God of the reroute. This is 2021. I want you to allow God to reroute your pain, reroute your alignment, come into full alignment with him. I just want to say one more thing. I got all of these scriptures in here. And I I want you to, if, if anything, meditate on this verse this week. I am the vine and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. For otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from the vital union with me, you can do nothing. God has to prune us. God has to prune us. We are cleansed. It's, 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 it's too much in here. But John, then we can go to John 15 and 7. It says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, alignment. That is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done. That's alignment. That is alignment. All right. So I'm going to end right here because I'm way past my time. And I hope that you got something out of this. I didn't get a chance to go deep into that verse, but I want you to understand that this is 2021. And our first thing is to come in alignment. Yes, we are praying and we're fasting between the hour, you know, during this time. And it's so vital. Cut that phone off. I know you like me. Your phone start ringing at seven. As soon as seven o'clock hit your phone ring and your texts go off and your emails do too. Cut it off because coming in alignment with God is going to save your life and propel your life. We grown now. We are grown now. So let's come into alignment with God and let's see how we can be the miracle. Thank you so much. If you don't know Christ, come into alignment with him. Just say, God, please forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. And Lord, by faith, I receive you into my life today. If you have prayed that prayer today and you're ready to come into alignment with God, text us at 804-977-0174. We're going to have a virtual party because you have made the best decision of your life. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. I love you and do the big thing. Have a great one.